Hey guys, and welcome to The One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun, so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. All right, well, hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. I am so excited for this episode. I have Courtney here, and I feel like the only way I can describe you is just being the jack of all trades. <laughs> you just, I feel, have so many roles and fulfill so many purposes and things in your life. And I've absolutely loved watching your journey online on your Instagram at the Manus and it's just been so um, cool to see that and something that really drew me to your account was just your passion for financial literacy and making sure everyone sort of has that base knowledge as well and I'm really interested to hear about your journey because I know there's a bit of a story to that and um, yeah you've just you're I feel like in my eyes you've just been a complete success in what you've done and so inspiring for so many people so hi Courtney thank you so much for coming on how are you? Oh, I'm good. Thank you for having me on. I actually feel honoured to be here. Um, oh. I, I I honestly don't feel like I'm winning at all. So I really <laughs> appreciate you having me here. And um, yeah, some days jack of all trades, some days jack of none. So I'm, mm. well, you know, give and take um, being a mother. But yeah, honoured to be here, like I said. Mm, I know. And I feel like you just you just have such a real and genuine presence online, which I guess is why so many people love keeping up with your life and just everything you do, even it's the same on your stories as you are messaging you privately, you know, just everything's so real and genuine. And I can see how people love that about you. Yeah. I, there's only one way to be in life. I've always been the same and that's just yeah. to be really honest and vulnerable. So yeah, what you see is what you get. There's no, uh, you know, there's no two personalities um, unless I'm having like a mum day when there's like 50 personalities and then my husband gets, yeah. it when he gets home. But yeah, no, um, <laughs> I'm definitely, I try to portray, I try to portray who I am, you know, online because um, people relate to that and people can mm. connect with you on a, I guess, a more deeper level than if you just shared all the positives or if you just shared all the wins, it kind mm. of, you know, creates this, um, different life which I'm really I'm not about and I know that um influencing as people put it is really about sharing cool things and businesses and what you buy and all those types of things but for me um falling into the influencing world which was an absolute mistake um <laughs> it was like it was something that just kind of happened it wasn't really something I planned mm -hmm. but um yeah I always wanted to share I guess the real mum the real financial lows and also the highs so that mm -hmm. people could you know, go on that journey and relate it to their own lives. And so, yeah, I guess that's what's grown my following. I don't know. It's all mm. kind of just happened, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. I, I resonate with that a lot. I think being um, real and, and just being, you know, who you are behind the Instagram account or whatever as well um, as you are in front of it is just so um, amazing to see. Um, and I suppose going into asking you about your life and your story the first thing I wanted to have a chat about was just what life looked like for you before like gaining an introduction to financial literacy or is this something you were brought up with and how did you um find that world I suppose yeah sure so um funnily enough my dad has actually worked in the bank for like years like ever since I was I don't know 
it was I think it was his first job and it's been what he's done for years and um I never picked up any financial skills um much to my dad's dismay so I was like <laughs> yeah didn't learn anything I basically for me um I only knew money comes in money goes out and if you don't have enough money you either make more or you don't spend was kind of my outlook on finances right from when I was a child um money was tight I grew up in a single parent family even though both of my parents were quite active in our lives um and so yeah I have like I come from probably a much more poorer economic background and so yeah growing up in that way when I had my own kids I kind of wanted to give them you know, a better financial future in life. And I really wanted to be able to set them up um, to learn skills, not just to set them up financially when I'm not here, but to give them the skills to be able to, um, you know, learn how to invest, learn how to build their savings, learn how to be good with money, which I didn't really know. And that was not my parents' fault at all. That was just, I don't know, there's so much going on in life. What do you teach mm. your kids and what's important? And at that time, being with a single mother and my dad traveling overseas and working overseas, it just probably wasn't a priority. So, yeah, I pretty much I um, ended up having a child when I was not, I was 19. I got pregnant when I was 19. I had um, my first child when I was 20. And that was kind of when the light switched off in my head that, oh, my gosh, I live paycheck to paycheck. I can't even afford to stay home and enjoy being a, a stay-at-home mum. Um, I have to work consistently. How do I change this? And that's kind of where it all started, I guess. That's what was the catalyst to um, making mm. me think about my financial future. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Wow, that's amazing. And so what led you into doing the – so that obviously led you into wanting to um, be become more knowledgeable around financial literacy. Yeah. But then from there you went on to do a personal finance course. Is that right? And yeah. so what was that and how was how did you find that? Yeah, I we loved it. So we did a um a, it's called the Certificate of Money Management. It's through Tewananga or Aotearoa and it's free. So I stumbled across it over Facebook and I think I saw maybe a common mutual friend had tagged somebody else in it. And I was like, oh, that looks interesting. I'll kind of have a look into it. And I went online and I had a look at the basics. And funnily enough, it was a course that my mum had done well, years ago. Um, so they've been offering it for quite a while. And I looked into the information on the course and I was like, oh, we'll just go to the info night. It's a free course. What's the harm? Honestly, like, I mean, there's more pros to this than cons. We went to the info night and the guy, the lecturer of the course was awesome. He has so much life skill and knowledge that pretty much sold it on the spot. And I took my husband along. He didn't really have a choice. He actually didn't want to be here. Um, and yeah, we just, I guess the person who was teaching is what made us want to be there. And the content of the program itself was just spot on for teaching us budgeting it was literally a life skills course around finances mm. and setting up your will and understanding you know what how to invest and how to set yourself up for the future and like when it's free why not you just want to upskill yourself yeah, and yeah. yeah I guess that was I mean yeah that was how we kind of got onto this journey and getting my husband involved was the best thing I could have ever done the fact that we did it together meant that we could be on the same page with our finances because I mean before that we didn't budget. We didn't look at our money. It just came in, came out. We'd spend it on whatever we wanted. And you kind of don't realize how expensive life mm. is when you live like that. Yeah. So that was kind of the catalyst for us. And um, we made some pretty quick changes once we got onto the course. So 
Um, starting the course, I mean, they talk about goals, they talk about budgeting, they talk about setting up wills and making sure that, you know, you're looking after all your mm. assets and things like that. They help you understand what your assets are, um, what you like, what you want to invest. They teach you about shares and all that. But the first immediate change that Sam and I made was we started budgeting. And um, it's a common misconception that budgeting is for people who don't have money. And that's yeah. something that I was quite passionate about during the course um, learning about was that, yeah, it's such a misconception that only poor people budget, which is so not true. Um, and that's something that I've been trying to break with my page is teaching people that actually budgeting is about knowing where your money's going and making it work for you. It has nothing to do with where you are at financially in life. It's actually just about learning where your money's going and controlling it I mean people do that with their diets they do that with their you know going to the gym you know what you're doing how much you're doing all those types of things so why not do it with your finances um so yeah immediately we started budgeting and straight away we started seeing changes we all of a sudden had more money and like where did this money come wow. from because before I didn't have that $50 and now I've got $50 to spend and mm. um, we quickly yeah, started paying off debt and working through what our debt numbers were. Honestly, it just changed our whole lives. And um, yeah, at 20, how old was I when we started the course? 23, I think. At 23, um, finances are massive. You're basically living on your own. You're an adult paying your own way. And so finances is something that you really need to be in tune with because if you're not, you can quickly go down the rabbit hole of never having money and always borrowing money, which is a really horrible place to be. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. I feel like I have goosebumps from that story, mostly because when you talk about seeing those immediate changes, it really does show you how important it is to introduce financial literacy into your life. And like you said, you know, that course was pretty much a life skills course. And uh -huh. that is what I would love to see coming through in New Zealand's education curriculum as a permanent part of it. Because, I mean, as you would know, it's, it's just so important and so key to getting through your life, I suppose, with a little bit less stress than what you may already have. Yeah, 100%. And it, it actually... I guess for me now one big thing that I'm trying to do and that's why I am so vocal on social media about you know finances is that um, the more we talk about it and the more we make it known that there is a gap there um, hopefully mm. something will change somewhere in the curriculum even if it's just like you know a term of people learning about budgets or a term of people yeah. talking about finances in their future, even if it's in like year 13 at like the end of the year or, you know, somewhere, um, it, it's so important because we never talked about it at school. And if we did, well, I wasn't in that class. And so I didn't get the information from my parents. I didn't get the information from school. And I'm pretty sure that I was, you know, at school, I was one of those kids that really loved to, I mean, I wasn't a high achiever. Let's not, I was, you know, I was one of those kids that you know, <laughs> was a little bit troublesome, but I didn't, I never missed class. Like I was always there. So, I mean, if, if it happened, I completely missed the class. So <laughs> yeah, it would be nice to get it more into our education system and have it talked about more. That would be great. I think that's, a, a, we need it. Mm, yeah. It's, and uh, that's just another thing about your account that's so great is it's removing that, I don't know stigma, but like just the taboo-ness around, I suppose, talking about money and that kind of thing. And um, especially like you're saying, just having a little bit of it in school. I remember when I was in 
like my one of my final years of high school and I wanted to take this class called employment skills and then they're like well you can't take that because that's for international students that come over and can't speak English and I was like well I don't know oh. how to get a job so yeah yeah exactly so I mean it just shows you know those sort of things it just would be so helpful to pull through even if they made instead of making a permanent part of math learning um I don't know, Pythagoras theorem or trigonometry or whatever, just switching that out for how to create a budget or something. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Same page on that one. Yeah. Um, but that's so cool. And so how did social media come into all of this? Did you create the Instagram to share that message or did it just start off as more mum life and that kind of thing? Yeah, well, I was already, I already had my Instagram um, and I was sharing about mum life. Um, I've always, I, I actually really, this is so embarrassing. I've never actually said this on my Instagram before and I'm, first time I'm going to share is on a podcast. Great idea, Cor. Um, I actually, embarrassingly enough, had a YouTube channel ages ago where I would just share oh, mum stuff. Yeah, I was just, um, I'm, I've always been an oversharer and I really needed to get, uh, creatively, I've always wanted to share things to help people to relate to people and things like that so yeah I had a YouTube um mm. it went nowhere and you won't find anything now if you try to search it um so <laughs> yeah, there you go. Damn, no. yeah. <laughs> but um yeah I I had my Instagram and obviously like you know like everyone everyone shares on Instagram it's such a great social media platform to just share in the moment snippets that are happening right now 15 seconds in you know you're away and um so I always had Instagram but then I started doing the financial course and I actually before we would go into the course I would be like we're going into course tonight you know blah 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 blah. and from that people would start asking questions like oh what's this course that you're doing why are you there what did you learn tonight share with us tell us more and so every week I'd walk away feeling inspired and what I would do was take some snippets from that week's class and just talk about it online and from there it just Mm. like took off and there were a few um, influences um, that really loved what I was sharing so they started sharing it and it literally it just took off from there and um, I mean I've only been on Instagram I think actively sharing financial stuff for about a year and a half now and wow that's um, a quick like following increase yeah I, well I mean I wasn't really I didn't really know what to expect so um, when it took mm. off so much and because I do have quite a following now I do really take it I do take a big responsibility on sharing and making sure that I'm sharing the right things and sharing things that will help people, give them an opportunity to, you know, change their financial situations and get some positivity and, you know, be better with their finances. So, um, yeah. yeah, it was it was an absolute mistake, all of how this has all happened, but it was a good mistake. Like, I'm so glad it happened because... Um, I've noticed that there are heaps of people out there now talking about their finances. They feel more comfortable to talk about things like that. And we should, I don't know how it ever became something that we were shy about. I mean, I can understand Mm. that debt is like a dirty little secret. No one wants to talk about it and no one really wants to, you know, have that conversation. But a problem shared is a problem halved. And I've always believed that. And when you share with somebody who, um, like your friends or your family, people don't even share with them. But if you did share with them, they might be able to help you or they might be able to give you advice and tips to get you ahead and get you out of that place that you might be in. So, yeah, good mistake. Good mistake to be out there now. But now a lot of responsibility to keep sharing is is the main thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you're exactly right. I feel like you have created this community online of people who – Yeah. 
um, feel like they can talk about it and share that with others. And, and that's just awesome to see, especially when it's something just so needed and um, like financial literacy. And I guess now that you have this following and it, it's gathered so quickly, how have you seen that impact your life or your day to day? Um, it's actually impacted me really positively because I hold myself accountable. Mm. Every time I do something, um, I'm always thinking, okay, if I was sharing publicly, would this be something that I would be, you know, proud to share online? And I know that sounds really weird because it's kind of like what you share online, would you do it in private or like, you know, would other people, Mm. would people be proud to see those things out there? So it's really backwards thinking, but it actually holds me accountable. Like I don't go and randomly go shopping because I'm actually really scared someone's going to see me out shopping and and be like, do you have that in your budget? So it actually holds me, it actually holds me extremely accountable. But at the same time, um, yeah, like I was mentioning before, there's a lot of responsibility and behind the scenes work that goes into what I do on Instagram. It's not as easy as Mm. just coming up with a post and just sharing in the moment snips. Um, That's easy to do with motherhood. But when it comes to finances, as you would know, um, you really need to be in the know. You need to be Mm. talking factually. You need to be able to back it up with really good sites for people to look at and find their own information as well. You can't just go out and say something and then not expect somebody to kind of, you know, say something back and challenge you a little bit and so I'm always down for constructive criticism and learning from others as well but I'm always you know I do spend a lot of time in my own house away from my husband and my kids trying to come up with really great content for people so then I can keep up skilling people and that can be really hard um, it takes hours literally hours yeah. and I get really upset if I'm sharing something and it's not on on point or if I've made a mistake with what I've said or you know things like that mm. so there's positives and negatives, but more positives at the end of the day. So, yeah. Mm, yeah, totally. I can definitely relate to that. You want to be talking factual. And I also take it very seriously if I was to get something wrong as well. Yeah. Um, and I know that recently you generously donated your time to a few girls or ladies or women who were going through hardship financially. Is that right? How has that been for you? And, and um, what's that involved? Yeah, so um, I've not... <laughs> This is one of those things. I've not been as active as I've wanted to be in that space. But um, basically what we've done is what we've done, what I've done with these ladies um, is kind of compress a few key skills and budgeting and kind of understanding how to mm. work your finances and put it down into like a six week course. Um, I ended up actually, mothers will relate to this. I got mastitis in the middle of this course and it was during lockdown. Um, and I got really, really, really sick very quickly. So there was like a week yeah. there where I just did nothing. But um, basically over the six weeks, we've looked at budgets and how to construct them accurately. So not just like a budget on a piece of paper, but having like a a Excel spreadsheet budget where they can actively go in, change it, update it, make sure that they're keeping on top of things and knowing how to calculate it correctly. Because a lot of the times where we go wrong with budgets is we calculate things incorrectly or we think that we might only spend a hundred dollars on food when you're actually spending $200. So teaching them to be really mm. realistic with what they're putting in and not try to set themselves up for failure um, and this week is the last week we're doing the, we're doing like a seven day challenge where every day I'm just 
giving the girls um, a little challenge. So don't spend anything today or make sure you've done all your meal prep today. So that it just kind of holds them accountable. It's somebody there to tap them on the shoulder to say, hey, you're doing a real great job. But at the same time, don't forget, don't spend today or things like that, just so that they can get into some really good habits. So yeah, I'm thinking about actually opening the page up and making it a wider community on Facebook so that more people mm. can get involved. And I don't need, it's not just me sharing on that page. The girls actually share quite a bit of what they're doing and share podcasts and books and helpful resources and material. So it's just us all learning together. So it's not just me doing all the work, but it's been so awesome to see them all grow over this time and have a different perspective on their finances. So, I mean, it's been really awesome, to be honest, and they've done most of the hard work. So, yeah, I'm really, really proud of them. Yeah. Yeah, that is amazing. And I think that's where you see the positives that social media can have bringing people together who maybe previously didn't have someone that could keep them accountable. And now they've got this community of ladies who uh, sort of have those same goals and they can relate to that. Yeah, a hundred percent. And so with such a busy schedule, because honestly, I just don't even know how you do it. Um, what keeps you motivated to keep sharing online? Cause, um, I know it is quite hard work. Um, yeah, I think the motivation comes from, I mean, to be honest, it comes from my followers because I get so many messages and like, this isn't even one of those influencer things where you say, oh, so many people ask me this question. I actually get so many messages where people tell me, hey thanks so much for what you shared yesterday like honestly I have decided to do this and now I'm saving this much or Mm. I'm now out of debt I'm completely debt free it feels so good or I just bought my first home Um, and the first time I ever got one of those messages it was actually a girl who'd been saving I think for six months to buy her first home and I remember her message and I've screenshot it and I've kept it And it was a message that just changed my whole perspective on what I was sharing because at first I was sharing for kind of, you know, for fun because I'm really passionate about it and it's something that I thought I could make really fun and interesting. But then when someone messaged me to tell me, hey, I want you to know that you've like literally changed my whole spending perspective and I've bought a home. I've been trying to do it for six months and the fact that you've been sharing this stuff has changed me. Literally, it rocked my whole world. I was like, oh my gosh, people can actually they can actually get ahead from this. And um, so that's kind of what motivates me, even though I'm so busy. And um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I've got three kids and we've got a business mm-hmm. and I work full time. So it's not an easy schedule to to kind of, you know, balance. But um, I think I use Instagram. That's my me time, me sharing on there and me being on there. That's what motivates me because I, I love I just love helping people. That's always been a big part of my life. And so this is one way I can kind of do that without too much pressure or being there with people in real life. You know, 100% of the time I can just be online and just quickly message people back and things. But yeah, that's my motivator is changing people's lives. And so you'll be doing the exact same with your podcast. And um, I think you're doing a really great job with that. And that's why I think people like, there needs to be more people out there like us talking about it. Because we are, like you say, we are the catalysts for people, you know, changing their financial situations and being successful because there is a massive gap now between the haves and the have-nots. And it really makes me sad um, to see that people kind of don't share this knowledge because maybe, I don't know, they just, everyone is kind of in it for themselves. But if we all just shared and if we all shared our own tips and tricks on how we get ahead, 
then everybody, well, I mean, there'll always be the haves and the have-nots, unfortunately, but it will allow more people mm. to get ahead. It'll allow more people to feel successful and it'll allow more people to, you know, really win at life rather than stress every day. Yep, exactly right. I really couldn't um, agree with you anymore. And you're just so inspiring. I have no other words. You oh. actually inspire me to keep doing what I'm doing. So you're way thank too you. Kind. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, having gone through such a transformative journey financially, how has it affected your opinion on the importance of financial literacy? Because going through the course, I suppose you would have thought, yeah, this is really important information. But past that, have, has that grown now to where you think this is just absolutely key? Um, there is no doubt in my mind that finances uh, should be one of the most important um, learnings in anyone's life. If you know nothing about finances or you know nothing about, um, you know, how to budget or things like that, you need to know. It's just like um, needing to get exercise every day and getting endorphins, you know, when you when mm. you're not in the best space. It's exactly the same thing because finances and being in debt can get you into a really dark space. And um, I I am like the massive, mm. the biggest advocate for making sure people are understanding finances in some way, reaching out to somebody. There are so many cool people out there who do, you know, financial literacy stuff, but there's not enough platforms sharing where people can get information from or how they yes. can get information or how they can get help. And so honestly, um, for me, I mean, we shared our journey very publicly about us paying off our debt. I posted, you know, how much debt we had and we still have our mortgage, so we're not debt free yet, but um, I posted very publicly about our debt amount with our consumer debt and um, how we paid it off and how we got there. We're a little bit, we're in a bit of a different situation because we do own our own business, but um, it's possible. And so me sharing that was me being very vulnerable with people and saying, you know, this is something we need to talk about and this is something we need to help people with. Um, but if people don't talk about it, no one's going to be able to help each other. So. Um, yeah, I 100% think financial literacy is one of those things that should be like, if not number one, number two on your must-do life skills list. Um, mm. And if it's not up there, my question is, okay, so if something happened to you tomorrow, what would your loved ones or, you know, what would your financial situation look like? What What are you leaving behind for the people you love the most? Um, mm. Yeah, that um, that is my biggest motivator is making sure that when I go, my kids are set up, not just with their skills in life for finances, but also financially at the end of the day, because um, we need to be, you know, thinking of their futures and thinking of how we get ahead. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, exactly right. And I really agree with what you were saying about if, if you're not sort of prepared or you haven't got much knowledge financially, it can put you in such a dark place. And I think that is one of the benefits that people can all agree on about being financially literate is that it can have such long-term improvements. Um, whereas if you hadn't have known those things beforehand, you could have gone down a completely different path. So yeah, couldn't agree with you more than um, uh, more, to be honest. And so what is, so I guess leading on from when we were talking about the woman that you've helped um, through Instagram to improve their lives and their knowledge around budgeting, et cetera, what are some common problems that you see with people struggling financially? Is there like some patterns you notice or anything? Uh, yeah. So the main one is not budgeting. People always ask me like, where do I start? I want to get ahead. Where do I start? And I'm like, okay, cool. That's awesome. I'm like, thanks for reaching out have you made a budget? And 
I can guarantee you almost 50% of the time or 60%, I should say, people say no. They're like, no, I haven't done a budget. Or yes, I have done a budget. I've written it on a piece of paper. And I'm like, okay, first things first is you really need a really good budget because you need to know what's coming in, what's going out and how you make that money work. And honestly, 99% of the time, once people do that budget, they're off doing their own thing and they're like, they'll come back to me in a few weeks time and be like, oh my gosh, the budget was the best thing that I ever did. I now know what I'm spending, where I'm spending it and I know where I'm going wrong. Um, because then they realize that the five Kmart trips they made last week was actually their power bill <laughs> money. So um, yeah. yeah, budgets is the biggest thing. And second, probably biggest thing was um, food. People spend a lot of money mm. on food and don't realize it. Um, Guilty. Yeah, I was guilty of that too. We, When I first looked over my expenses, when I first started our course and our lecturer said, look over your expenses and see where you're spending money, um, I found that we were spending, yeah, probably over $300 on takeaways in wow. a week maybe. Yeah. Um, sh- that's something to not be very proud of. But, um, <laughs> yeah, on top of our grocery shop. So, I mean, if you think about it, mm. if you're spending more than $300 a week on takeaways, I mean, when you've got a family of four, it can quickly add up. And then you spend mm. $200 at the supermarket, that's $500 already gone on food. And you ain't ever going to see that food. Like, that food isn't going to, you know, sit in your fridge and, yeah. you know, make you money over time. It's going to do the complete opposite. You're going to eat it, throw <laughs> it away, you know. And so, yeah, learning, and I post a lot about meal prep because it's really, really important to me that I don't waste money on food because I'm not making money off that food at all in no way, shape, or form. And it's just, you know, kind of wasted money at the end of the day um, if you're throwing out fruits and veggies and cheeses and things that you didn't even get around to because you bought too much of it. So, yeah, those are the two main things that I would probably encourage people to focus on when they're starting um, because you'll find that you'll save a lot of money if you just work on those two things and you do it consistently for a few months and um, it can change your whole life really. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And are there any lessons that you've learned personally throughout your journey that um, might help someone else and that have really stuck with you? Yeah, don't get comfortable. Um, mm. <laughs> when you start your budgeting journey, you always start off kind of like when you're, you know, going to the gym. You start off hard and strong. Everything's yeah. going good for a few months. You start to see the kilos, you know, shed off, and you start to see in the financial world, you start to see your money add up, and you're like getting comfortable. And um, once you get comfortable, you forget that okay, I can't spend that money. And um, yeah, you you accidentally, well, accidentally um, end up spending all your money on things that you shouldn't have. So don't get comfortable. Make mm. sure you're always checking your budget. Make sure you know what your money's doing at every single, even if it's you reviewing it each month. You don't have to review it every day or every week, um, but you do really need to review things as much as you can. I can um, say that when I was pregnant with Eden, um, who's now three months old, when I was pregnant with her, our finances took a massive backseat. And mm. um, it actually, because we got really comfortable with um, where we were financially, and um, that was the worst thing that could have ever happened. And we're so lucky that because we were in a good financial space going into that, it didn't affect us too much. But I can say that if we mm. weren't in a good financial space um, and I was doing, you know, what I was doing then, it probably wouldn't have been the best thing for us. And so, yeah, it's easy to slip back into old habits. 
um, old habits die hard. Um, so yeah, just make sure that you're doing what you can. Even if we've got a cal- calendar in our room where I write on there each month when we should be reviewing our budgets and when we should be re- reviewing our expenses, just so that I can keep on track of myself and not fall into those bad habits. So I guess that's the biggest lesson I've learned um, in our financial journey. So it doesn't matter where you're at in your financial journey, you could be winning or you could, you know, be starting out your journey. You really need to hold yourself accountable every step of the way. Mm, yeah, couldn't agree more. And so is there anything that you do now to keep learning and improving your own financial literacy? Um, at the moment, yep. So I make sure that I'm, I mean, the biggest one for me is because I'm on social media, I make sure I follow the right people. Um, so they're people who are constantly also learning and inspiring themselves because I find that I learn off others as well. Um, mm. I try to read books or I try to make sure that I'm reading um, articles online that relate to what I want to learn. Um, I actually, my biggest goal probably is to like do some type of, I don't know, financial certificate um, to be able to say that I've got some type of, you know, qualification behind me to give advice. So, I mean, mm. that's something that I want to do um, long term and it has been a goal from the very beginning. But yeah, right now all I'm doing is kind of yeah, reading books, reading online articles. Now I'm listening to podcasts, um, <laughs> as you know, um, and I found this whole new world. But it's, you know, birds of a feather flock together. You have to surround yourself with the things that are going to inspire you because if you continue to if you start your financial journey but you're still following the people who made you want to spend or you're still you know on those online subscriptions for one day or grab one you know those things you're not really going to get ahead you really need to surround yourself with things that uplift you and drive you to keep being successful and that's the hardest part when you start is staying away from the temptation but um it's worth it it's 100% worth it and yeah you 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 manage to you know get ahead but um, yeah, I guess you have to continue to read and learn and find stuff, um, but you have to actively search for it. It's not just going to fall into your lap, unfortunately. So, yeah. Yeah, you're completely right. It, it is one of those things that you have to seek out and hopefully by, um, I guess, normalizing that conversation more, it will eventually become something that people will just see all around them all the time and it's so funny I couldn't like I really really um resonate with what you're saying around reduce that temptation on social media you know follow the people who actually inspire you and motivate you to be a better version of yourself essentially and yeah um I remember one time you put on your story saying that you unsubscribe like when you get those emails coming through from whoever what store you unsubscribe and I remember I went through after that and I was like oh my god you're so right so I went through and just culled pretty much oh every shop that came through my email because I was just first of all it was getting annoying but second yeah. of all it's such yeah it is that temptation and even now on my personal Instagram account I just I don't follow any brands like nothing like that because it's just the temptation that sits there and you know you might not notice it but it's that subconscious temptation as well yes and if you need it you're going to go out and find it anyway so when the mm. time comes that you're going to need something go and look for it and that's fine but um, it's having, like you said, it's having the temptation there without even realizing it and then seeing it all the time, Um, just kind of, yeah, oh, I don't know. It really, and that's a really hard place for me because obviously I'm in kind of this influencing world because of my following, but it's something that I try every day not to fall into because um, it can be really hard to you see things that you kind of want, but you can't afford. That is 
that's a hard place to be in so yeah definitely unsubscribe unfollow and it doesn't have to be forever it just has to be while you're trying to get into a good mindset and when you're there go back and follow whoever you want and do whatever you need to um, because you'll be in a better place then but when you're in you know a place where you're trying to get ahead don't don't even start to tempt (laughs) yourself don't it's not worth it Mm, yeah definitely well thank you so much for coming on Courtney I mean I'm just everything you've said I'm completely on the exact same page and um really agree with all um that you've shared today and you've added so much value I know that was a worry but you've added so much value and everyone is going to get so much out of this so I really could not appreciate it more um is there anything specific I guess lastly for young people trying to improve their financial situation or just like their future selves if they're a young person sitting there feeling like they're they don't know where to go from here and they're in a bit of debt maybe what would you say to those people yeah sure um firstly I mean I mean if you're listening to this podcast you're in the right place so firstly (laughs) you need to be listening to this podcast um secondly (laughs) you need to be surrounding yourself as I just said earlier you need to be surrounding yourself with tools people influences um whatever it might look like for you, you need to be surrounding yourself with the right tools to get ahead. Um, Maybe go out and do a free financial literacy course. Maybe do a paid financial literacy course. Do something that can give you the tips to start your journey. And then, yeah, uh, that's where you start. Um, If you're in debt, you need to reach out, get some help. There are really cool services online that are free. um, Or message me, you know, hey, I can help you. but yeah, yeah, just reach out in some shape, way or form to somebody that can help. Amazing. Thank you so much. And you can find Courtney at the Manus and I will obviously tag that everywhere because you need to be following her. Honestly, it's just so, so good. Can't recommend her page more. So thank you so much, Courtney, for coming on. Um, you did amazing. Oh, thanks for having me, Sarah. Honestly, like I said at the beginning, I'm honored to be here. You are like, I'm a fangirl. So um, yeah, everything reciprocated right back at you. Thank you so much. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you were able to take something valuable away. Um, Be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at The One Up Project, and I'll catch you on the next one.